moments in this year where you're really going to need uh, just a hug from the Lord. You're going to need that place of, of strengthening and that fresh, I love you. And um, we have to be careful not to be so busy and so goal-driven that we don't miss those moments of relationship, you know. I mean, you know, the, your relationship with God is, is not, uh, it's not a, a check mark in a list, you know. It's like, it's, a, um, it's real, and it's alive, you know. How many human beings are not check marks in boxes, right? And uh, God's the same way. And um, we, but at the same time, how many know you, you have to make time for relationship? Relationship doesn't happen without, you know, time. And um, God, He loves us, and He knows that we, we need Him. And we need His strength, and we need His I love you. And we need um, that continual washing of that love. Um, it's really, it's really, really key. <clears throat> you know, we we don't. You know, a couple of things that come up in my heart during uh, during worship. Uh, number one, how awesome is it that we know the Lord? You know what I'm saying? What an honor to know the Lord. Because I know as a believer, sometimes like it can be a challenge because you know, as a believer, how I many know you're the minority? And, and um, it can seem like the whole world's against you, you know, and uh, it can seem like, you know, there can just be so many challenges with that. But, um, but it's such an honor uh, to know God and to just, you know, to, to just know him and to be saved. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, that, that is such an honor and such an awesome thing. Now, the challenges that happen as a result of being a believer, are many. How many you know you get persecuted and people judge you and uh, people think you're judging them, you know? And um, that's always, those are challenges, but how many know none of it compares to knowing the Lord and having a relation? None of that compares to that, you know? And that, that place of relationship that He has for us, you know? <clears throat> and then another thing, you know, how many know that as believers, we're, we're called to be different? Right, we're called to be different. We are, um, we are, you know, and and I shared this here recently at last week, and I'll snare just share just a snapshot of it right now. But um, you know that word holy has so many connotations on it of you know being you know dressing a certain way or looking a certain way or holier than now and self righteous and all that stuff. But if you look at what the word holy means, um, which hagios in, in the Greek, it just it simply means to be uncommon. You know, uh, set apart, different. And so, you know, we're called to be uncommon. You know, the world, you know, I mean, you know, immorality is common. You know, um, hatred is common. Fear is common. Um, uh, no integrity is common. You know, all of these things are common. But as believers, how I many you know we're, we're called to be uncommon? We're called to be different. How I many you know we're light and we're salt? And uh, we're a preservative, and uh, we, we, are, we, are, we are to go against the grain. Now, we can't do that in our own strength. We can't do that in our own ability. It's always got to be the Lord and His ability. He's the one who's got to lead us. He's the one who's got to guide us. He's the one who's got to strengthen us. But we're called to be uncommon. And, and I would say the vast majority of the world currently is being driven by fear. Fear is the motivating factor uh, of humanity in general, because of the fear of death, which is the root of all fear, 
Um, how many of you know we don't have to be afraid of death because when we die, we, we, we're face-to-face with our Savior, amen? The best thing this world can throw at us is put us face-to-face with our Savior. Uh, we don't have to fear death. But most of the world is, is, is being driven by fear and chained in fear. And how many of you know as believers, fear is not our driving force? How many of you know our God is love? And love and fear don't occupy the same space. The Bible says that perfect love drives out fear, right? You know, just like when we turned on the lights in the church this morning, uh, darkness and light didn't have a fight. Light uh, chased darkness out of the room, right? Well, love's the same way. And how many know that, that God's intention is that we would receive His love so much and so strong and so powerfully that the chains of fear would be removed off of our lives. And we, like Brian was sharing, we would stand as beacons of love. Right? How many know in the time that we're living in, the love of many has waxed cold because of lawlessness? You know, the, the love of, and he talks about it in Scripture, <clears throat> the love of believers can wax cold because of lawlessness. And how many know you can't be offended and walk in love at the same time? You gotta, you gotta let go of offense. Offense isn't something that you can take up because it messes things up in our hearts. We can't be offended. How I many you know we don't war against flesh and blood? We don't have a battle against a human being or a political party or any of those things. How I many you know that the enemy is the devil and not people? And even people who are being used by the devil, they are still potentially gonna be in the kingdom of God. You know, how I many you know that, that God. Um, you know, the, the devil's number one man during, during the early church was Saul of Tarsus. He was wreaking havoc against the believers. But how many of God said, no, 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 that's my guy. And so, boom, in a moment's time, a man that, 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 that was basically a terrorist of his day towards the early church became the leader of the church. How many of you know God in one moment can change somebody's life forever? Just one second. And so, the people are not our battle. So, we don't carry offense. We don't get offended at people. How many know we're called to love our enemies? Can I get an amen? Right? And so we can't allow lawlessness to cause our hearts to grow cold. And we can't allow fear to become the motivating force behind our lives. How many know that we we have to receive this amazing, unconditional, all-powerful love so that it will break the bands of fear off of our lives so that when we walk and we live, we become a love-filling station for other people. Are y'all tracking me here? I mean, this, this is what's going to make a difference. Not doctrines, not ideologies, not th- they and them and us and them and all these battles. Love is what changes things. Love is what takes darkness off of people. Love is what allows you to live in a place of freedom. I mean, you know, love's the only thing that's going to set you free from yourself. <laughs> it's the only thing. Nothing else sets us free from ourselves. Why are we so self-conscious? Thinking about ourselves. How do I look? How, do, how am I presenting myself? Me, 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 me. How many you know love to you and love through you gives you that beautiful moment of free fall where you're not entrapped by the gravity of this world and self-consciousness and fear and for a moment you start to live for something other than yourself and you become a conduit of something greater than yourself which is the love of God. How many of the best moments of your life, the happiest moments of your life are when you're receiving God's love and then you're loving people around you. Can I get an amen? How many know God wants to love you full force, unconditionally in 2021 so that, so that fear won't be the driving force behind your life? So that hatred won't be the driving force behind your life? So that you can become a help 
and a filling station for other people. How many know that you can warm people with your love? People that are, people that are self-conscious, people that are fearful, people that are condemned, people that are, are feel in a state of shame and guiltiness. How many know that the love of God can flow through you and wash all that off of that person? Can you get an amen? How many know, number, number one, you've got to receive it, though? You can't give away what you haven't received. We love because He first loved us. And that's why the, the, the most important thing for your life in 2021 is to receive the unconditional love of God into your life so that you can wash all that fear and hatred and keep it washed out of you um, so that that love can flow through you and you can be a part of the answer and not be a part of, a part of the problem. Amen? Uh, God wants you to have that. And a big part of, of receiving that love is understanding that the cross was a success. How I many you know Jesus did a good job on the cross? Amen. And I say it all the time, but it's so important to understand how I many know you have received a forgiveness that is eternal and everlasting. You, 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 can't, you can't break the cross. You can't mess up the finished work of the cross. How I many you know God made this thing to where we couldn't mess it up? He accomplished the goal. What does that mean? You're living in a state of eternal forgiveness. If you feel like God's mad at you, if you feel like God's disappointed in you, if you feel like God is against you, how many of us can be really difficult for you to receive His love? So we have to recognize that Jesus did a good job on the cross, that the cross was a success, and if you've received Jesus as Lord and Savior, how many know you are abiding in a state of forgiveness and you have peace with God? Can I get an amen? God is for you. You don't have anybody in your life that's more for you than God is. Can I get an Amen. You're not going to wear out the blood of Jesus. Your mistakes and your failures are not going to be greater than the work of the cross. How many know because God has sown His incorruptible seed into you? Right? You know, I have, um, I now have, how many kids do I have? I get to count them now. I love that, man. Praise God. One, two, one on the way. (laughs) How many know that no matter what, they're always going to be my kids? No matter what. No matter what, two-year-old, three-year-old, you know, if, he, if he's dirty, he's my child. If he's clean, he's my child. Got a poopy diaper, he's my child. Throwing a fit, he's my child. There's nothing he can do that's going to pull him out of being my child because my human seed was powerful enough to maintain his identity. How many know that the, 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 that the incorruptible seed of the Word of God is what caused you to be born again? And so once you have been born again, once you have received Jesus as Lord and Savior, once you are in the family, you may have bad days, you may have good days, you may get your hands dirty, you may fall, you may rise, but you are God's child. And no matter what, He is for you and He's with you. Can I get an amen? Now, it doesn't mean that He supports destructive behavior. It doesn't mean He supports sinful behavior. How many know he's, not, he's not for those things, but how many know that He is for you? He is for you. Why? Because He loves you. Because you're His child. Right? He can see Himself um, in you. You know, Just like I can see myself in my children, um, God can see Himself in you, and He's with you, and He's for you. So it's important to understand that you have that type of faithfulness backing this love. Because we live in a world where love is conditional, where acceptance is conditional. If I do this, then I'm accepted. If I don't do that, then I'm not accepted. If I look a certain way, then I'm celebrated. If I don't look a certain way, then I'm not celebrated. I mean, we've been conditioned to live in a conditional love. And so then we encounter God, and He's like, my love is unconditional. You know, when I was 19 years old, a drug addict, alcoholic, atheist, and I was against God and anti-God and fighting against God, how many know God loves me just as much 
when I, when I was a 19-year-old atheist is he loves me as a preacher. I've not increased the love of God through my obedience. Can I get an amen? It was that love that sought me out in the midst of my disobedience that changed me, revolutionized me, and caused me to fall back in love with Him. How many know when you encounter something that's unconditional, it'll change you? When you come up against something that's mightier and stronger and unmovable, it will change you. That's how the love of God is. And so 2021, I mean, thank God for New Year's resolutions and goals and, and all these things. I think those things are wonderful. But why don't we let this be the year where we really believe that God loves us just the way we are? Not as we should be, you know, because none of us are as we should be. Brennan Manning quote, I love that quote. Um, if love is conditional, then it can be broken. If love is conditional, then it can be removed. If love is conditional, then I change love. Love doesn't change me. And what the gospel declares is that uh, this love is an unconditional love. How many know God loved you when you were His enemy? God loved you when you were against Him. God loved you when you didn't know Him. You know, I can remember as, a, as, a, as an atheist, I used to get drunk and cuss God out. You know, and I always jokingly say that's not a faithful atheist. You know, I, I couldn't even be faithful in my atheism. <laughs> Get drunk and cuss at God, you know? You know, slip up and all, oh, you know, it's like if you're really an atheist, why are you cussing at God, right? So funny. Praise God. But how many know God was not moved by my temper tantrum? God wasn't moved by any of my words. God wasn't moved by any of my actions. I mean, He's like, I've already paid the price for all your sin, and I love you, and I'm never going to stop pursuing you. So, what are you going to do? I mean, you know, when you encounter a love like that, it's really hard not to surrender. Like, when He just won't stop pursuing you. Like, He won't stop loving you. And He won't stop putting people in your path. And He won't stop, you know, having people pray for you. And He just won't stop. He just keeps coming after you. Coming after you. Coming. It's like, man, it's that type of love that, that, that removes rebellion out of your heart. And you raise the white flag and you say, I give up. <laughs> I will be your child. You know, I will, I will love you back with the love that you love me with first. I will serve you. You are worthy to be served. You are worthy to bow down to. You are worthy to honor as king and as God. That love will drive rebellion out of people's lives. But how many know so few people hear about that love? In Christian circles, a lot of, most of the time what happens is we, 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 we major on what we don't believe in. We, we want to we major on the faults and we want to major on the sin and we want to, this is this. And, and, and our message isn't a message of good news and reconciliation. Our message is a message of micromanagement of how people need to change this and people need to change that and people need to change that. This is not a self-help class. <laughs> this is a place, this is, I have good news for you. You know what I'm saying? When you mess everything up, when you screw everything up, when you fall everything to pieces, you have a God that will save you. Yep. He will pick you up and dust you off and remind you who you are. And He will instill in you the strength and His love and His majesty and His power. And He will say to you, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will never give up on you. My gifts and my callings are without change. I am the one constant in your life. 
People may give up on you. People may leave you. People may forsake you. Leaders may leave you. Spouses may leave. Friends may leave. People may leave. People may move on and die. But God says, I will never leave you. Because I love you. You make your bed in hell and I will lie down with you there. How how can you... I have found, like, I'm probably one of the most rebellious people I've ever met in my life. (laughs) I'm just going to be honest with you, like, my track record, you know what I'm saying? Like, I look, like, my parents were divorced when I was five, and my dad didn't want to have anything to do with me, and, you know, I had a stepdad after stepdad, and, 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 you know, my mom struggled with alcoholism, and and, and, and from a young age, I learned the adults didn't know what was going on. And I had a chip on the side of my shoulder the size of just a boulder. And I lived my whole life in rebellion against authority. Fought everybody. Fought everything. And then I encountered this man named Jesus. And I couldn't overcome His love for me. And He conquered me. He didn't submit me. He just let me fight until I was tired. He let me attack until there were... Until he just took everything that I threw at him, and he still loves me. And like a child that felt unworthy and unloved, and threw a temper tantrum after temper tantrum, and attacked and attacked and attacked, he just let me until I tired myself out. And he looked me in the eyes and he said, "I love you." How can you? How can you resist that? How can you fight against that? The only thing you can do is choose to believe that He doesn't love you. That's the only way you can rebel. The only way you can rebel is if you, if you, if you choose to believe He doesn't love you and that you're not forgiven and the cross was a success and God isn't for you. Because when you, when you come up against a love like that, I don't care how big you are. I don't care how strong you are. I don't care how addicted to drugs you are. I don't care how addicted to, to pornography you are. I don't care how addicted to anger and lies and cheating and stealing you are. I don't care how much sin has dominated your life. When you encounter a love like that, it will strip every chain off of you and leave you free. Just reminds me of you know, the man in the gatherings. You know, the guy that had all those devils and cut himself day and night and was, you know, they, they didn't know what to do with him, so they just chained him up. You know, and there are people, maybe there are people in your life, you don't know what to do with them. You don't know what to do with them. You don't know how to fix them. You don't know what to do. There may be people watching right now. The, the, you, maybe you are that person. You don't know how to change yourself. You don't know what to do. And, you know, I look at my life and no one could tame me. No one could tame me. My mom couldn't tame me. My mom kicked me out of the house. I was homeless for a while. I, my mom sent me down and said, I give up on you. Girlfriends couldn't tame me. Police couldn't tame me. Reward couldn't tame me. Punishment couldn't tame me. I couldn't tame me. You know who tamed me? Jesus. He tamed me. <laughs> he tamed me. And like the man of the Gadarenes, man. Someone who no one could tame. Now I'm seated and clothed in my right mind, standing next, standing with the one who saved me, totally in love with him. Because his love was unconditional, and his love would not stop, and his love would not quit, and he just kept after. How many know that that type of love is what's guiding you in this life? It's that love that's after you. You're, you. You can't. 
You know, and I tell you what, people who have come out of abusive situations and who have a, a bad self-image inside because of maybe words that were spoken or things that happened, what can happen to those people is they have a self-destructive tendency to sabotage good in their lives because they don't feel like they're, worth, they're worthy of it. And the Lord will, will, will remove that out of you and will break that pattern off of your life and will give you a reason to live. Amen? Because the, it's, it, the, the joy of receiving this love, but then the joy of giving it. Come on, man. You know what living is? Living is loving, man. It's not taking. Contrary to popular belief, you can't be happy through taking. So funny. So funny. People, people just think, I just need more stuff. I just need this. I need that. I 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 mean, you just, all you take, you're never, it's ne- it never brings you lasting joy. It don't. I don't care how much stuff you have. I mean, everything eventually gets old. Everything. Why? Because we weren't, we, weren't, we weren't created to be enamored by material things. We weren't even created to be enamored by people. Nothing can satisfy you except love. God's love to you, but then releasing that love. Releasing that love. How I many know when love's thrown through you, life isn't boring? The most mundane activity on earth can be so exciting and, and adventurous when it's done in love. Just making somebody a sandwich. Right? Making somebody a sandwich. How I many know... It can be looked at as duty. It can be looked at as I got to do this. And how many know in that place, there's not joy in being. But how many know that you can make someone a sandwich in love? You can serve them in love. I mean, you can get the door for someone in love. You can, you can help someone in love and give someone a hug in love, and encourage someone in love. And it's in that place where we actually start to live. It's the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. See, there's something called the law of lift. And the law of lift supersedes the law of gravity. You ever see a plane that's just massive, and you're like, how in the world is this thing flying? What's the law of lift? How many know that on this just aerodynamics and speed and thrust and all these things, boom, these major things can fly, right? You can live your life not overwhelmed by the weak and beggarly elements of this life, not overwhelmed by fear, not overwhelmed by selfishness, not overwhelmed by all the junk that's here through love. Love to you, got to be to you first, but then through you, then through you, then through you. It's got to go through you. It can't just come to you. It's got to go through you. If it only comes to you, then it stagnates. Life gets boring. And then fear comes in. How many of you know fear is always fighting with love? What's fear say? Fear says God does not love you, and you have bad things coming down the pike in 2021. Fear says sickness. Fear says disease. Fear says financial ruin. Fear says you, you know, fear is always trying to control you. But God, God wants to... 
put His love in you so strong that it just burns the fear out and keeps the fear off of you. And, and, and letting the love flow to you and allowing it to flow through you. So that you live with purpose. How I many you know when fear is a dominating force in your life, you're just surviving? You're just surviving. You're not living. You're just surviving. I don't want to survive in 2021. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to survive. And I also don't want to live afraid. I don't want to live afraid. I don't want to live anxious. I don't want to live worried. I want to stand up as a child of God with my shoulders back and be uncommon. You know what I'm saying? Be uncommon. You know, because people need believers. They need us. The ones that hate us, they need us the most. And man, if we fall down on their level, and we give tit for tat, and we throw the same stones that they throw at us, and we argue with them, and we debate them, and all of these things, we're we're not letting our light shine. The gospel is not an argument. The gospel is not a debate. The gospel is a presentation of love. And it just shines. We don't fight with darkness. We shine. We don't argue. We don't hate. We're not divisive. How many know love will limit your vocabulary? (laughs) Love will tell you to shut up. I I am told... By the Spirit of God and by the love of God, I'm told more what not to say than what to say. So many times the enemy want to bait you into an argument, want to bait you into a debate. You know, the Bible doesn't say that they will know us by our perfect doctrine, or they will know us by our perfect love, or they will know us by our ability to debate. I mean, they know us by our love. Can you get an amen? And so, like, we're called, thank you. We're called to be uncommon. I don't know what I got going on up here, but I'm over here. <laughs> because I was crying. That's right. Praise God. I forgot. <laughs> you were crying. I was. Thank you. Yeah, I was. Praise God. Thank you. But like, ah, we have so many people to love this year. You know what I'm saying? We have so many people to love. Don't, don't think about all the problems. Don't think about the giants in the land. Don't think about what's going to... Don't just think, man, i got so many people to love this year. i got so many people that need the love of God that's on the inside of me. Let's help people, man. Let's be a blessing. Let's help them. I'm talking about... You know, and the, and the ones that, that hate you and despitefully use you, and the one, let's pray for them. What do they need? They need Jesus. <laughs> they need the Lord. Amen? And we can't fall down into trying to fight the battles of the Spirit with flesh and blood. You know, we can't pull out our sword and cut off the soldier's ear like Peter did. We can't, we can't, we don't fight like that, man. We got to fight with love. Now, listen, how many know you cannot do that in your own strength? It's absolutely impossible. If you try to love in your own strength, I dare say that might be the most torturous activity on earth. You can't do it. If you, you try really hard to be nice, <laughs> you don't, you, you, no. No, no. Don't do that. No, no, no. Let God love you. Let Him overflow you. How I many you know when love's coming through you as an overflow, 
it gets easier to love the unlovable. Right? When, when love is in you as, as an overflow, what does that mean? That's time spent, man. That's, that's, in the, that's in the Father's embrace. That's letting Him love on you. That's letting Him hug you. How I many you know you can spend time with God anytime? This is really important because we live in a busy, busy world. Amen? How I many you know you can spend time with God in the car? You, you, can, you can turn up some worship music. Can I get an amen? How I many you know you can, you can spend time with God throughout your day while you're working by taking one scripture and just thinking about it, meditating it, speaking it? You, man, you, fellowship with the Lord is, is, thank God, not relegated to Sunday morning. If I, if, because how many know love, you're called to breathe in God's love, right? As you breathe in God's love, it expels fear, right? How many, if I got one breath a week, how challenging would my race be? Like, we need, I gotta, we gotta breathe in the love on a regular basis. So we have to learn how to spend time with the Lord even when we're busy. How many know sometimes it's just an acknowledgement? Like even, even when we were in worship earlier, there was such a presence of the Lord that I just didn't want to talk. You know, I just want to be so careful not to have my plan and my agenda that I don't allow an encounter to happen. I don't allow... I mean, you know, there, was, there was a moment there of silence where just the presence of the Lord was just reverberating in here. What's happening? God's filling up your tank. Because you're, you're going to be called to love someone that doesn't love you on Monday, <laughs> on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, right? And so you need to have some light to give to, to penetrate the darkness. How I many you know we don't fight hate with hate? We don't fight evil with evil. We don't fight anger with anger. And in order for us to be uncommon, we have to drink in this love, and, and, and here's the thing, and you know what? Sometimes you mess up. I'm not talking about a flawless life of perfect love. How many know that sometimes you get mad? Sometimes you run your mouth. Sometimes you say those words that the Lord told you not to say. But you know what's awesome? Your failure is a setup to receive a fresh dose of unconditional love. A fresh dose of God's amazing grace. Amen? I mean, no, God made it where we couldn't mess it up. But, but, but our, our part in that moment is to understand that the forgiveness was final and the forgiveness was perfect. So when you do mess it up, don't think that you've disqualified yourself from love. You know when love's most effective? When you don't deserve it. You know when love's most powerful? When you don't deserve it. That's when it changes you. When you think you deserve it, love becomes a paycheck. Ah, yep. oh, that was awesome today. God better love me. <laughs> I was ultra spiritual today. I was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, when you receive love like that, it's hard for the self-righteous to experience unconditional love because they're too busy earning a wage. And not enjoying amazing grace. I mean, the story of the prodigal son is not just about the prodigal son, it's about the elder brother. Elder brother was so busy laboring, trying to earn the things that were free, he ne we never see him experience God's love. 
He's mad, he's jealous, he's fault-finding, and he never gets to enjoy. Why? Because he's self-righteous. How many know this love can't be earned, can't be deserved, and it's constant on your good days and on your bad days? Amen? Amen. Praise God. I don't know how far we're going to get today, and that's okay. We got pretty far already. Well said, man. Well said. I just, you know, when he when he comes in and he's got something he wants to say like that, you gotta let him say it, and then and then we'll we'll, we'll put our toe in what he has where we're at, you know, uh, and then we'll pick up next week. But I just I want you to understand that, and and I was sharing this last week, but like your season in 2021 is not dependent upon the world season. I mean, you just gotta know that, okay? You're not, you're, you're, you're the, the blessing in your life, the flourishing in your life, the fruit in your life is not dependent upon how well things are going in the world. In fact, historically speaking, in times of famine, in times of pressure, in times of turmoil, is when God's people really shine. Because there's always light in Goshen. There's always a place of protection in the Father's embrace. Can you get an amen? Why? Because you're called to be uncommon. You're called to be different. You're called to be blessed. So that people can, when people are hopeless and people are depressed and people are worried and people are full of anger and hatred and all of these things, they, they can come to you as someone that's different and they can ask you of the hope that's in you. Can you get an amen? We are not called to stay connected to what this world's got going on. 2021 is a season of blessing for your life. I don't care what's going on in the world. You've got to know that. You've got to know that. And, and, and our springboard verse for this series that we're on, and I'll read it to you, Jeremiah 17, verse 5, it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spread out, spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear, will not fear, will not fear when heat comes. But its leaf will be green and will not be anxious, will not be anxious, will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor cease from yielding fruit. How many of you know there's a difference between the tree that's planted in the field and the tree that's planted by the river? The tree that's planted by the river has a continual supply. The tree that's planted in the field is dependent upon the weather. How I many know oh, you are not dependent upon this world for the blessing of the Lord that's upon your life? You're not dependent upon the stock market. You're not dependent upon the stability of, 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 of anything because you're blessed. How I many know oh, the key element here, though, is trust? How I many oh, I mean, know oh, where there is trust, there is rest? If I give you something to do and I trust you, I don't, I don't worry about it because I trust you. Right? When you, when you have someone in your life that's trustworthy, that person brings rest to your heart. Thank God for those people, right? But how many know that you have someone who's more trustworthy than anyone that you know, and he cannot lie? Okay? So, 2021, give it to the Lord and trust Him with it. Right? And allow rest to come into your heart. Don't let the media freak you out. You know what I'm saying? Just don't. Just turn them down. Turn them off. I'm not saying stick your head in the sand and don't know what's going on in the world, but understand that's not feeding you. 
Okay? You have things that feed you. You have things that entertain you and inform you. The Lord is the one that feeds you. And if you listen to nothing but the media, your trust will get low. And therefore, your rest will get low. And you'll live just as freaked out as everybody else. And you're not called to that. I mean, you're not called to freak out in 2021. You're not called to live in fear. You're not called to be anxious. You're called to have peace. Out of a place of trust. Now listen, I'm not telling you there aren't going to be challenges. In fact, I dare say, I could promise you (laughs) that there's going to be challenges. But none of the challenges are greater than your God. All the love that I've just talked about here and, and just shared in my own personal testimony, all that applies to your life here on earth. In this life. It applies to your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Amen. And so, God, how do you know, He'll lead you to conquer. He'll lead you to overcome. How many of you have promises in this life? Right? Amen. Now, I understand there are challenges and there are ups and downs, but... Trust will carry you through the storm. Trust will carry you through the unknown. Trust will carry you when it doesn't look like things are happening in your favor. Y'all tracking me here? Now, how many other, sometimes you labor to enter into that rest. How do you do that? Well, you just got to spend time with the Lord. Amen? Yesterday, I set aside time. And you know, this is what I do. I'm a minister. But I set aside time and I was like, I ain't doing nothing but spending time with Jesus today. Why? Because I needed it. And like, there was, there were, you know, we, we were out of town for a few days and we came back in town. There were all these duffel bags right there in the floor. You know what I did? Just stepped over. <laughs> there was all this stuff going on. All these things were screaming, you need to do this, you need to do this. I was like, no, I do nothing today. <laughs> but I, but the Lord. So I spent all day in prayer. I spent all day um, just scripture and teaching and what well, building up, building up, building up, building up, building up, building up. Rest. Why? Because I got to have something that I can give. You know, and, I, and I'm not saying that, I'd be very careful here. I'm not saying that to glorify me. I'm saying that because I need Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like, period. Like, I need the Lord. And when I'm in a place of rest, trusting, I mean, you know, you can carry rest just like you can carry anxiety. How many know you can freak the people out around you with anxiety? (laughs) Or you can carry rest. But there is an element of sometimes laboring to enter into that rest. You know what I turned off? The news. You know what I sit down? Facebook. You know what I'm saying? I had to, now I picked it up and I had to throw my phone across the room. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a battle. But I needed that time with the Lord. So that I could see clearly. Because 2021 is going to be a good year. Amen. I didn't say it wouldn't be a year without challenge. How many, how many know there is promised land for you and I in 2021? It's not a geographical location. It's right here in your heart. It's rest. How many know when the storm raged and the disciples thought the ship was going to go down, Jesus was at rest? You know why He was at rest? Because He knew who His Father was and He knew that His Father loved Him and He knew that His Father wasn't going to let Him fail. 
they woke him up, freaked out, and he spoke out of peace and calmed the storm. Jesus was never nervous. Jesus was never hurried. Jesus knew that he was right with God. Right? He knew he was right with God. Now, how many know that his rightness with God has been given to you as a gift through the cross? He that knew no sin became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God in Him. The same rightness with God that Jesus enjoyed during His earthly walk has been given to you as a gift. So you're right with God. So if God be for you, who can stand against you in 2021? The challenge is, is we think that God's only for us when we do everything good, and we think God is not for us when we don't do everything good. How I many know oh, that is self-righteousness, and that's unbelief, and that's leaving the new covenant and going back to the old covenant. That's getting your eyes off of Jesus and getting your eyes onto yourself. How I many know oh, it's not about you? It's not about me. Not about my faithfulness. Not about your faithfulness. How I many know oh, it's about the Lord? Can I get an amen? Who saved you? Jesus did. Who made you right with God? Jesus did. Who's going to take you to the other side? Jesus did. And there may be times when it seems like he's asleep, but he's in the boat. You understand what I'm saying? There may be times when it feels like it. It just feel, I mean, no, you, you cannot trust your feelings. Stop. Seriously. Like yesterday, I felt, I didn't feel great. Not physically, just emotionally. Just being honest with you. It was like, you know, because we're at that moment where like, all right, Christmas is over. New Year's is over. You know, gained weight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what's, what's ahead? Darkness and salads. All I see, darkness and salads. Where's the joy? Where's the happiness? Take down all the, the Christmas lights and eat just darkness and salads, man. I don't like it. You know what I'm saying? I know y'all know what I'm saying. You know? It's so funny because it's true. Give me sunshine and ice cream. <laughs> Hallelujah. Give me comfort food and Christmas lights. Can it be Christmas forever? Yeah. You know, like... <sighs> so, like, that tries to hit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we got a couple months of darkness and cold and snow. You know, or like, and, you know, and all this stuff. But your emotions are not a good indicator of reality. And sometimes, when your emotions are crazy... You've got to recognize, just because I feel like this does not mean it's true. Just because I feel like the Lord doesn't love me doesn't mean He doesn't love me. Just because I feel like I don't belong doesn't mean that I don't belong. Just because I feel. I mean, you know, an accurate way for pilots to fly is not through sight, but through instruments. Instrument flight is, is more accurate than sight flight. And in fact, very little flight is done through sight because of the instruments more accurate. How I many know oh, your Bible is your instrument flight? The, this is what it says. This is what's true. Bible says right here, I'm right with God. Made a mistake? Doesn't matter. I'm not defined by a mistake. I'm defined by the cross. I'm defined by my Savior. News says all hell's going to hit, hit the world in 2021. My Bible says that God knows the thoughts that He thinks towards me, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give me a future and a hope. My God created all this. He owns all this. So I'm going to live and I'm going to be happy eating my salad and be getting dark at 5 o'clock. Because <laughs> I'm not defined by my emotions. And you're not defined by your emotions. Can I get an Amen. Thank God when it feels good. But it don't always feel good. How I many know that 
the sun is shining today above the clouds. It hasn't stopped shining. We just don't feel it. Right? And so, man, you may not always feel the love of God. You may, it may not always may not feel like the future is bright. And it may feel, you know, all bleak and bad and all of these things. But I'm here to tell you right now, pick up, your, pick up the instruments and fly with the instruments. Can I get an amen? For a season. And then, you know, you have a day, you have a day where you can sight fly. Feel good. Feel saved today. Hallelujah. <laughs> feel happy. Jesus loved me today. Hallelujah. But He loves you when you feel it and when you don't feel it. Amen? But we're not defined. I just really want you to get this because I want you to, I want you to have a good year. You know what I'm saying? And you, you can't hang your trust on anything other than the Lord. And, and you can be fruitful and you can have a good year this year. Can you get an amen? You can. I mean, you just absolutely can. But um, we, 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 we want to trust. We want to, we, want to, we want to draw near to the Lord in a place of relationship. We want to bring in that love. We want to let that love flow through us. I mean, you know, you got people that you're, you're going to love this year. Amen? People don't need your anger. They don't need your wrath. They don't need your condemnation. They don't need your disdain. They need your love. They do. Just think about when Paul made the transition from Saul to Paul. Thank God someone had the courage to go pray for him. Anias. Just think about Anias fairly. You know, he, was, he, was the, he was the guy. God said, I want you to go pray for Paul. Anias is like, hey, don't you know who this guy is? <laughs> He's like, yes, I do. Go pray for him. I've called him. Okay. <laughs> but what if Anias is like, ah, I don't know, man. Like this guy... How I many you know that God needed Ananias to love someone that was going to be difficult to love? Because how I many you know God doesn't do just His work, just Himself? How I many you know we are the body of Christ? And God has specifically called you to take the love inside of you and light the torch in somebody else. Amen. Amen. Once again, it happens through receiving His love, letting it flow. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So, we're going to stop here. But I, I just I want to make just a statement about where we're going. Because um, there's promised land for you in 2021. Okay? But it's occupied here, not here. What's in here will change what's here, but you got to occupy it here. What is it? Who's your promised land? His name's Jesus. It's a place of rest. Okay? Now, there will be giants in the promised land. Okay? There's going to be challenges in 2021. Okay? But what we have to, make, we have to realize, and this is so key here, and this is really kind of where I want to kind of turn our thinking a little bit, the giants are bred for you. Their defense is departed from them. And we'll, we'll expound this in the future. But, I mean, you know, would, would David be king without Goliath? You know what I'm saying? You know when you develop adversity? Ain't none of us excited about that. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, you know, your, your greatest development are in times of challenge when you can't, when you can't fix it. 
when you can't change it. Those are the greatest moments of your life. We hate those moments. But those are the, those are, you know, my, my three-year-old, you know, he, 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 he had to learn how to jump off the side and let me catch him. Right? For a moment, he, can't, he has no trust in the ground, and I'm not holding him. He's suspended in air, trusting that I love him enough to catch him. Right? Now, he's extremely confident in it, and i got to watch him because he'll jump anywhere. <laughs> you, know, just, you know, just all the time, like on the stairs or anywhere, right? <laughs> Praise God. But it's that moment when, when we have lost our strength, and we can't trust in ourselves, and we can't fix it, and we're looking to the Lord. It's that moment suspended in air when God is God. When the Lord is Savior. Those are the moments that God, that I believe the Lord lives for. Those moments of where we, we trust Him and we come to the end of ourselves. Because how many know the Lord's strength is always displayed in our weakness? Now, once again, we don't like, how many know we like to be able to do it? We like to be in control. We like to be, but that's not, that's not how kingdom operates. There are going to be challenges in 2021 that you can't fix. And you're going to have to trust God with. But when God comes through, supplying you with the strength, bringing the change into your life, it's in that place where a testimony is formed, trust is increased, and you grow in your relationship with the Lord. How many of you know adversity can crush you or cause you to grow? All this just depends on your attitude. And in the days ahead, there, there's adversity, there's challenges. But how many know there's, there's tremendous there's development? What if, how many know, and I'm trying to shut up, but what if David, how many know David ran towards Goliath? What if we ran towards the challenges this year? Ran towards them. Adversity, bring it on. Like my God is, is greater. My God is strong enough. My God can handle this. I have developed more this last year than I have the past 20 as far as personal growth goes. And I don't say that to, to, to glorify myself. I say that to glorify the Lord because I was... I, how many know we were all brought to our knees in 2020? Like 2020 was a year that humbled us all. Everybody except Jeff Bezos, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. Forgive me. I don't even know if I said his name right. I'm sorry. That was a bad joke. Forgive me. He got a lot richer though. <laughs> Just for me, right? <laughs> from Amazon packages coming to the house. Anyway, all right. Praise God. Moving right along. Amen. But it humbled everybody, but it's in that place of weakness and humility that real strength is developed. And, and I really believe that, that this year there's a promised land for us and there's development for us, but we just got to make sure that we're looking at it the way God sees it. I mean, we don't want to look at it through the lens of the world. We don't want to look at it the way that they're looking at it. We want to change. We want to be uncommon. Amen. So with that, I'm just going to. Be quiet. So, and then we'll pick it up next week. Amen. Let's turn let, quickly. Let's turn to uh, Ecclesiastes chapter eleven. We'll continue to worship the Lord in our giving here this morning. 